0: What's up, guys? This is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation. Uh, We've got a very important message to get out today. I've got a special guest of mine, a good friend, uh, FMBA civil service liaison, Kevin Bayrudi, is joining us this morning. He's going to touch on uh, some of the things that we talked about at convention, which is regarding the CARES Act, and specifically the Coronavirus Relief Fund Um, This is some really important information to get out to the membership so that they can disperse this information to their business administrators and township uh, uh, administration uh, in an effort to try and recoup some funds to help us out uh, on the front line. So, Kev, thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate you taking the time out today to talk about this uh, important subject. Uh, tell us about what is going on with this. What is the Coronavirus Relief Fund as it relates to the CARES Act and as it relates to um, how we can how we can utilize these funds for our members?
1: Sure, so um, the CARES Act, when it was first enacted in March, uh, had a lot of different provisions in it. Most people only heard about the expanded unemployment benefits for the people that had been laid off and then the, the $1,200 stimulus checks. But there's a lot of other things in there, Uh, specifically for us. It created uh, what they call and what you've mentioned earlier, uh, the Coronavirus Relief Fund, which was a $150 billion appropriation, which was doled out from the federal government to uh, states, Puerto Rico, basically federal, federal, local, state, everybody, any kind of government agency could qualify under certain parameters for direct federal funding. Uh, And then that funding had some stipulations attached to what it could be used for. The main rule was that it had to be used for unanticipated expenses. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't be used to cover budget shortfalls. It had to be something that was unanticipated between March 1st and December 30th, 2020. And it had to do with a lot of different things, uh, PPE, testing sites, things of that nature. What's important for the FMBA, firefighters, uh, hell, hell, everybody, EMTs, cops, public safety employees in general, is that one of the provisions for it, for the coronavirus money was that it could be used to cover the entire payroll expense of any public employee uh, whose job description or job duties is substantially dedicated to mitigating the COVID threat. Gotcha. So um, just to reiterate
0: this and kind of clarify, uh, maybe some people aren't, aren't quite getting the message because I've actually had a lot of people uh, ask questions about this. And I'm sure you have too, since your presentation at convention. Um, unanticipated, right? Expenses. Mm-hmm. Um, how do our salaries fall into that? If we're already on the budget, right? As a, as a salary employee, how does this kind of fall into an unanticipated expense?
1: That is a great question. So that was one of the major hangups when they first released this back in March. And they've tried to clarify it since. And they've just put a final clarification out. This is actually from September 2nd of this year, okay. where they specifically mentioned that they understand that public safety is obviously not unanticipated because you've already budgeted for your cops and your firefighters or EMTs and whatnot. Right. But because of the fact that their job duties are now substantially dedicated to COVID, this was the first time the guidance specifically mentioned firefighters as being, uh, well, firefighters, cops, EMTs, but they use the word firefighters, which they hadn't done before September 2nd, basically saying that, while the first guidance said it had to be unanticipated, we understand now that we can't tell you to use it for public safety if your public safety was already being budgeted. So that's a great question in the sense that they already knew that was an issue Mm -hmm. and addressed it as such to basically hammer it home that yes, if you're a police officer, a firefighter, an EMT, a public employee in in our line of work, that whole provision about budgeted previously or whatever doesn't matter anymore. you they specifically say your payroll, your total payroll and expenses can be covered.
0: Does this include um, in addition to, I mean, when, when we talk about payroll, right, we're not just talking about salaries. We're talking yeah. about benefits. Yep. Um, we're talking about overtime and co- uh, costs that are incurred. We're talking Everything. about yep. any kind of hazard stipends, hazard pay that might be added to this. If anybody,
1: uh, if towns or or whatnot decided to issue hazard pay, that can be paid for. Workers' compensation benefits can be paid for. It can cover the entire cost of an employee.
0: How about pension payments? Does it cover pension payments?
1: Well, pension payments is technically a payroll expense. It it doesn't go into that kind of detail. Like I said, a lot of some of this stuff is purposely vague. Yeah. Um, But again, that's considered a payroll expense. Now- the,
0: t- the, the the money doled out. This is coming from the federal government, right? So uh, the federal government sent the state of New Jersey specifically three point four billion dollars. I think was the number you said at uh, at convention. Uh,
1: yes. And then
0: that money uh, was basically divvied out, or should have been divvied out, by the state to uh, qualifying um, or eligible governments, right? Whether it be county, local. Um, So certain counties I know on that report that you sent out had gotten substantial amount of money Um, from there. When the money gets to the County, how do our municipalities, how do our townships um, request that money? Like what's the process? Do they simply go to the County and ask for the money? Like how, how does that all work?
1: This is the uh, biggest problem we've been running into and, why you know kind of what we talked about at the convention and what we've been talking about since then um not a lot of people even knew this was a thing mm-hmm. uh, i've talked to mayors bas uh, you know the fmba itself when i gave the presentation a few people maybe had heard but i'm going to say 98 percent of people had no idea this even existed because if we're being honest no one is talking about it mm-hmm. uh, so To directly answer that question, there is no real process. There hasn't been like a a portal set up. Uh, The the state hasn't even made anybody aware that the funds are available. It hasn't talked about it at all. Uh, For the counties that got direct payments, um, I assume the money went to their county executives. Mm -hmm. And that was only for counties that had uh, the qualifying population, which was 500,000 or more. Right And then just piggybacking off of that, so the state got 3.4 billion. Roughly 1.4 billion went out to direct counties that had a population over 500,000. Mm-hmm. The other two billion, the state got directly under the provision that the federal government felt it would be easier for the state to give out the money to those counties that didn't qualify because the population was under 500,000. Uh, there were 12 of those. But one of the rules is is that forty five percent of the two billion dollars the state got directly, so you know a little under a billion dollars or so was supposed to be doled out to these counties. The twelve that didn't qualify: um, Atlanta County didn't qualify, Mercer County. There's a few more, obviously, uh, based on their populations itself. They're supposed right. to get it. That whole nine hundred and fifty million dollars billion dollars roughly at 45 percent is supposed to go to these counties to date the state has only given out 37 million dollars for them to split
0: yeah i saw the numbers it was it was staggering i think it was uh what was like three percent or four percent just over that is what the state has spent in total of the 3.4 billion that they've received or that's what's that's the expenses incurred right they don't say spent they they reference it as expenses
1: incurred yeah they have to file um I hate to say quarterly, but bi-monthly kind of reports of where the money's gone, how much they've spent, that sort of thing. So that was from August 25th. Right. Uh, And yeah, as of August 25th, the state's allotment, they've only spent 4.6% of it.
0: So we've got this situation. I'm in Union County, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Union Fire Department, Union County. Uh, I noticed that our county specifically has only spent 1.7% of the $97 million given to or allotted for Union County based on their uh, population size. Um, you know, and, and it's staggering to me to see that there's so little knowledge about this fund and, and how to go about getting the money. I mean, 90, $97 million for one county is a, is a lot of money that could essentially change change a lot of things right we talk about contract negotiations we talk Mm -hmm. about money available uh from these towns and whatnot i mean you talk about uh covering the expenses of salaries and equipment that might have been purchased for this pandemic for almost an entire year that's got a trickle down effect for years to come i mean in terms of in terms of how these uh, towns are spending their money so um you know it's really interesting to see I, I'd really like to see if we can find out more information about how uh, this process is. Where's the best uh, place to go to to kind of clarify some of these questions that somebody might have? What's a, what's a good resource that you've been using that you can kind of direct people to?
1: Sure. Uh, and actually, it's easy enough. The the federal government treasury website, so the U.S. USTREASURY.gov. Uh, I think it's USTREASURY.gov. It's the US Treasury website. There's only yeah. the one. Google Uh, it, (laughs) Google it. Yeah. Yeah. They have a a website completely dedicated to the cares act. And the first page of the website is the coronavirus relief fund. You can look at the monies that went out. They have a, almost like a, a too long, didn't read, frequently asked questions thing. The entire guidance, which is only about eight pages is right on there too, which references specifically about how the money can be used for, first responder payroll expenses. And the best part is just going back to, you know, Union County uses an example, they already have that money. They don't have to ask the feds for it or anything. Like it's already sitting somewhere. They got it already, right? It's their money. Uh, So again, I'm with you. It's striking to me that no one, you know, they'll probably blame and say the guidance was unclear by the time they start spending it. Uh, but the guidance was pretty clear the whole time. It could be used for firefighters and cops to pay their payroll expenses. And to date, no one's talked about it and no one's bothering to fight for it except for us. You know? So tell tell everyone what happens.
0: Uh, let's say, you know, you mentioned it's from March through the end of the year. Uh, yeah. What happens when this money is not spent? Where does it go?
1: It has to be returned. They have to give it right back to the federal government. If you so don't spend ca- it, you got to give it back.
0: County's got to give it back to the state. State has to give it back to the feds. And that's it. Well, no, no.
1: Well, you're not wrong, but in that case, every county that got a direct allotment, again, like Union County, goes directly. They're in the charge fence. of that money. Gotcha. So they have to give it back to the fence. Your gotcha. county executives, or you know, town managers, whoever, uh, you know, your county executives, your freeholders are in charge mm-hmm. of that money. They already got it.
0: Right. Right. Gotcha. It's. Uh, I mean, listen. This is. This is. You know. It's. It's surprising. It's not surprising, right? I mean, this is, there's a lot of politics involved with this. It's a lot yes. of money and a lot of politics involved. Uh, but this money could do a lot of good for a lot of departments. Um, and especially, you know, the one thing that was was really interesting that you mentioned that convention was that uh, there's really no accounting to this. There's no, they don't have to account for the expenses. Talk about that a little bit,
1: like how that all works in, in, this, uh, in this this fund. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another thing. The, um, uh, you don't have to pr- like, they, they specifically mention it and they, they use the term, uh, administrative convenience, which essentially means that if you're a firefighter, if you're a cop, if you're an EMT, they've already assumed your job title responded to COVID, Right. Which obviously we did. Uh, So you don't have to, uh, you know, as an example, you don't have to, if you work in Trenton or you're on engine seven or you work in union, you're on, you know, truck five or whatever, you don't have to say, Hey, on, uh, you know, on June 2nd, we responded to a a COVID patient or something. You don't have to prove any of that. You don't have to, you know, if you have it great, it can never hurt to have information, but you don't need to have it. You just need to prove that if you say my firefighter, you know, my fire department salary is from March to December, my payroll expense, everything say costs $10 million, mm-hmm. you're going to need to be able to show them basically a receipt for $10 million, which is sure. easy, it's already there. Um, so there is some accounting involved, I don't want to make light of that. But at the same time, it's not, they're not really looking for it. if you're called a firefighter or you're called a cop, they just assume you need, you know, you're your COVID threat. So. Right. The whole thing is just, it, it, it's mind-boggling to me that this is the easiest money you could possibly spend, and, and no one even knows about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, Kev, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them to contact you if they have any questions regarding this?
1: Of course. Uh, so my, uh, they can call me anytime, actually. My cell phone is uh, 609-947-8094. Okay. Uh, they can also reach me uh, at email. It's uh, my first initial, so K uh, bayrudy so K B E Y R O U T Y at a j f m b a dot Gotcha.
0: Awesome, man. Well, listen, thank you for uh, spending a couple minutes to talk about this. Uh, huge, huge uh, information to disseminate to the membership. So, really appreciate you uh, digging this up, finding it, and uh, and and spreading the word. So. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, hope- yeah. I'm hopeful that, uh, that our members can bring this message back to their administrators and, uh, try and do something with it because it, uh, it could definitely, uh, ease a lot of, uh, the burdens on, on so many municipalities when it comes to, uh, paying for the cost for this, uh, coronavirus
1: pandemic. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing again, just to close and, and thanks for having me, obviously, um, this money is there. They already have it. And I, (laughs) the NJ state budget is 251 pages. And I read the entire thing yesterday and they don't mention coronavirus at all. So unless they repurpose this money or or whatever, it's still just sitting there. And unless we start asking for it, I get the sense that they're not just going to give it to us. Right. Right. So it's important to, if you have questions, contact me, Eddie, Wayne, call yourself, whoever, just get in touch with the, you know, with us. We'll go through whatever you need. We need more towns to start asking because the time frame, you know, by December 31st, they have to give it back. Yeah. So we're running out of time.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, we're going to put right. this information up on the FMBA website as well. That should be up there by the end of the day so that uh, anyone that's looking for uh, the resources from the treasury, will uh, we'll dig it up and we'll put the links on the website. But uh, Kev, thanks again for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, be safe out there. All right.
1: You too, Bill. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care.
0: Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County and Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. They're a locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison. Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908-233-7070. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another great episode of FMBA Nation. And stay tuned for some more great content to come. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen on the NJFMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.